welcome to Figures in the Dark, the podcast where we tell stories of all things murderous, paranormal, and terrifying that goes on in the dark. My name's Hi. Tori. I'm Taylor Shea. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi. Um, so we are doing a case today that is a very rough one. <clears throat> yes. Um, so we're... Which is very, like, not the mood that's going on in this house right mm -mm. now, because we were just in the silliest mood mm -hmm. that could ever exist. Yeah, so w we were talking about, so our routine, and, yes. and we've talked about going to Trader Joe's all the time, our routine <laughs> is we wake up, normally record on Sundays, because that's when we're both off, <laughs> we go get Popeyes for lunch, and go sh grocery shopping and clean yep. up, we, it's kind of our day to, like, reset as roommates, as best friends, whatever. Yes. And so... Tay let me know this morning that Popeyes was closed. Yes, so, it was temporarily closed. Yes. So we don't know when it's back. So we just sat here for the last five minutes, like, making weird whining mm -hmm. noises because there's no Popeyes. Yeah, and I pulled a voice out of my voice box that I had no idea that I could no. do. And it was like... It's my favorite I can't, thing. I don't even know, like... It was like it's, this shaky, like, old lady voice that was the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. It's my favorite thing that's ever existed. And I literally, because every time we record yeah. before, and obviously it's not in the podcast, but when we record, I always, like, do something stupid to make sure the mic yes. is working. So I went up to the mic and did some ASMR, which made me want to rip my skin off. So and nasty. then also went up to the mic and said they didn't have our Popeyes. So I made a point of saving it as a separate yes. document because I thought it was that fucking funny. It was so funny. <clears throat> So we have that now. Mm -hmm. Love it. We were like literally crying. I think at this point we've you've burped into the mic to test it. <laughs> you've coughed into it. I've ASMR'd into the mic. Yes. <laughs> Like, we've tried to get the cats to, like, yep. meow into the mm -hmm. mic. We, we, I feel like one day, like, when we don't have anything to post, well, it's a, it's a shame I don't have any of the other stuff, because I never oh, saved God. it, because I deleted it all. Well, one of these days, we're going to have to sit down and do a full-on, like, recording blooper reel or something, yes. and for the Instagram especially, because I learned a thing about you that is my least favorite thing that I no, know No, you're going to bring it up. You're going to bring it up. Yes. <laughs> Tori cannot tell the difference between Julia Roberts, Sandra Bullock, and sometimes Anne Hathaway. Okay, listen. Okay, we watch Stepmother, and there's a scene in Stepmother. Yes. Stepmom. Stepmom. Fuck. <laughs> Stepmom, where, yeah. she, where it's, it's one of the opening shots of... Yeah, of the movie, of Stepmom. Okay, step of the person in Stepmom. Julia Roberts. Okay, I almost said Sandra Bullock. No! Where she looks exactly like Sandra Bullock. She does! Okay, so to preface... Last Saturday, or, yeah, it was last Saturday, we watched Practical Magic, and then later that weekend watched Stepmom, yeah. and then I found out that you do not understand or know the difference between these two women. I sat there with you for 20 minutes showing you pictures of these women, and you could not get them right They whatsoever. look the same. No, like, okay, because it started because we were watching Practical Magic, and I was like, yo, Sandra Bullock, hot as fuck. But instead of saying Sandra yeah, Bullock, I said, like, oh, Julia, Julia Roberts, Roberts and Tay went, like, excuse me? <laughs> What was that? And I said, Julia Roberts. And like, she went, that's no. not Julia Roberts. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, that's Sandra Bullock. And so we went on this 30, 40 minute long yes. conversation where I just apparently... You showed me that you are Julian Solomita and you don't understand. I was crying. I was like mm -hmm. dying mm -hmm. because... Uh, we sat there, I swear to God, for like a half hour, <laughs> just going through pictures, and I was like asking, like, who is this? Well, and the wor here's the thing, the worst part was like, I was like, Miss Congeniality. Yeah. I still can't say, remember which one's which. Go ahead, try to go with which one you um, think it is. Okay, and I think it's wrong. I think it's okay. wrong. Okay. 
Um, my gut is to say Julia Roberts. No. Okay. <laughs> and Sandra so, Bullock. Um, I'll go. I'm going to go fuck myself then, I guess. Um, so that was, I got uh, bullied relu- uh, re- re- relentlessly by my yes. my roommate and my best friend and my, my co-host about not knowing who Julia Roberts and Sandra Bullock are. I don't know if we should tell them the theory that you tried to make up to justify it. I wasn't this. sober, too. Yeah. Okay, but also, okay, they're the same person but with different noses. Yes. That is what you said to me. <laughs> this is the same person. They just put on a different knows when they're pretending to be which person. I was like, I swear to God, Tori, no. <laughs> that's why, like, in the shot, of, I, almost said, I almost said Pretty Woman. I know that's Julia Roberts, because yes. I know you would kill me if I said it otherwise. Oh my God, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't kill me when I said Julia Roberts for Practical Magic. <clears throat> yes, anyway. was, that's why I looked at you and I'm like, excuse me? Yeah, because that's, like, like, Tay's favorite fucking movie ever. Yes. So we were, uh, so, like, I was saying the one, ep- the one episode, the one scene in Stepmom, when Julia Roberts yep. is laying down that she looks like Sandra Bullock. And so I was saying they filmed that with Sandra Bullock before she'd go to props or, or and makeup Carmen. and get her new nose. So that's God. why it looks like it. Cause she didn't have her nose on. So like, I don't know what anyone's I'm right. I don't know. I, I I'm added that right. to our list of conspiracy theories to talk about. Perfect. Cause it's true. I'm convinced I'm dead sober right now. And I'm convinced I, I hate that. I love it. I love oh it. God. But so we digress. That's a you know yes. we're obviously so, so we we say all that to say that we're in a very silly Lucy, goofy mood. Lucy mood. Yes, and we're, then you're gonna bring in a case that you already told me is a doozy, which gonna, I know <clears throat> nothing about. Yes, I was which watching, actually yeah. I was watching a TikTok the other day mm-hmm. and that case really? came up and I knew that you were covering it, so I scrolled mm-hmm. away super fast. Yep. So I literally know. So nothing. I knew nothing about it either, which I'm shocked because the 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 insanity that this what this man put this woman through oh, is insane. So this was actually recommended to us by our former manager, Erin, and she mm-hmm. said we could use her name. Um, love Erin. Yeah, she's the best. She yeah. listens to our podcast all the time. She has a pretty long commute now that she's not working mm-hmm. at the place we used to work at. And so she listens to us all the time. She'll, mm-hmm. like, you know, make comments about how it makes her feel like she knows us more again, which is really oh, sweet because we miss yeah. her a lot. We love we love oh, you, Erin. I have to reach out to her because I was thinking we should all arrange a Friendsgiving. Yes, I, I think, really yeah. like that. So mm-hmm. she would... So she's really sweet. We really love her. Um, but so she said that she had seen a documentary about it and wanted us to hear us talk about it because, like mm-hmm. we said before, we yeah. both, and so did Aaron, we we have all worked mm-hmm. in domestic violence um, advocacy. Yeah. I still currently work as a victim's advocate. Tay has not been in the field for almost about a year now. Yeah. And Aaron recently left the field. Um, <clears throat> so she wanted to hear our, our thought process because this case deals heavily with domestic violence oh, so, so trigger warning lots of trigger warnings domestic violence physical abuse um grooming oh, um it's pretty bad so it's one of those cases that so i think it, this is a rough one this i had to take a couple breaks watch uh, while i was re- i did most of this on my overnight my double a couple nights ago okay. um and i had to take a couple breaks because it's pretty it's pretty gruesome Ugh. um and there is like footage from when she was found um, which is, Jeez. I saw it, and it's very haunting. Like, I do not oh. recommend anyone look at it, because it's very, like, oh. reading the description, I'll describe what it looked like when she was found. But seeing that and seeing the moment when they realized that she wasn't dead oh was, God. like, bone-chilling. Yeah. It was Jeez. fucking crazy. So, <clears throat> oh, this is a case fine. about Ashley Reeves. Okay. Um, so, Ashley Reeves was born sometime in 1989. I couldn't, like, I tried for, like hours to try to find her actual date of birth and I couldn't and honestly the entire time I want to say normally I use like when I like the sources that we put online Mm -hmm. I use mainly like let's say there's three or four sources Mm -hmm. I use mainly those but I use like 
probably around 20 websites to get like little oh, tiny man. details because I, that's, I just go, I go fucking yeah. ham. However, with this one, I literally was only able to find like four articles, oh my God. like three, maybe three articles. And then I watched a documentary and that so, was it. Before I hear anything more about this, do you think that the reason that is is because it's domestic violence related or because it's so gruesome that um I think maybe a little bit of both, but okay. also this happened in Indiana. It was okay. a, it was it wasn't like one of those things that it was a long drawn out thing. Like mm -hmm. it was very instead of it being like the Kellyanne Bates oh, where Jesus. that was like we, like a week or two of, you know, of yeah. that um, which, side note, that's a case we're probably never going to cover. Yeah, I can't Because we it. both listen to Morbid, and even myself, and I have a pretty good... I'm I'm yes. pretty... Like, my favorite my favorite movie is Saw. Like, mm -hmm. I'm a pretty good person for gruesome yeah. stuff. Even that, like, that really fucked with me. Oh, yeah. So that's one that, just putting it out there, we're not going to cover. No. Um, this isn't nearly as bad as that. I don't want to say, okay. like, diminishing Ashley Reeves' like, suffering. No, it's However, just, like, <clears throat> what happened to Kellyanne Bates, I don't think any person could have mm -hmm. ever thought that mm -hmm. another human being could do any of those things to another human being yeah especially like what a younger a young woman yeah which is what we'll see with with ashley mm -hmm. reeves that she's 17 when this happens um but i i'm not sure why it wasn't more publicized because it's mm -hmm. pretty gruesome but it was very like she went missing and then within two days they knew who did it and they found oh, her wow. and everything so it was pretty okay. quick thankfully oh, that's um, good, at least. but it still was like it's pretty it was, it's it's really fucked mm -hmm. so like i said she she was born in 1989. I couldn't find her actual date of birth. Like I said, very little sources about her. And even the birth, the not birthday, sorry, yeah. even the documentary, which is, it's a lifetime movie. It's not even a documentary. Oh, wow. It's a okay. lifetime movie called so. Left for Dead, the Ashley Reeves story. Um, I watched that, that even did barely, that was more of like a dramatization more than like a documentary. Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> So I couldn't find her date of birth, but all I know is she was born in 1989. Okay. Um, so she was born to Michelle and Michael Reeves and eventually had a younger sister named Casey. Mm -hmm. They lived in a smaller village uh, in Illinois called Mild Milstadt. Okay. It's like it's like M-I-L-L-S-T-A-D-T. -L -L so it's like one of those like weird ones. But in that the in the Lifetime movie, they said Milstadt. Okay. So it's, it's, the D is silent. Um, so at the time of the crime committed against her, she was 17 and a junior at her local high school. And she was dating a fellow junior named Jeremy. So they, she was, she was a baby. She was, you know, they, her and Jeremy had been together for about two years and everyone said that Jeremy was like, worship the ground Ashley walked mm -hmm. on. Like, like, as you like to say, he thought the sun shone out of her ass. I <clears throat> love that phrase. Like, like she was just, he worshiped the ground she walked on. Um, her parents were also a huge fan of Jeremy and coming from someone with a father who like didn't approve a lot of the guys I dated, mm -hmm. that means a lot to a teenage girl. Like oh, when I talked to my dad and, and he finally admitted to me that he liked Des, oh. I was like, okay, done and deal. I got to marry this man. Like, cause my dad has never said that about anyone, anyone I've ever dated. Oh yeah. It so. is very difficult. Like feeling genuine parent mm -hmm. approval mm -hmm. over your partners mm -hmm. and as someone who has dated multiple abusive and or toxic people mm -hmm. it has been quite a trip trying yeah. to ever find someone that parents yeah. approve of yeah and so Ashley was, like we said, like a, a very bright young woman. She was very excited to graduate and she worked very hard at school. She mm -hmm. had very, very good grades as well. And she was athletic as well. She had been playing basketball pretty much her entire life. So, and that so kind this of... this was this lovely, beautiful kid mm -hmm. who really, yep. like, had everything mm -hmm. going for them future-wise yep, exactly. and was on this great path. And not only that, but she also had a lot of friends and was very communicative with her parents about her whereabouts and how she oh. was doing. Like, she always called if she was going to be late for curfew. She always let them know where she was going, was very transparent about it. And this is how <clears throat> they kind of knew something was was wrong no, with her when, when yeah. she didn't contact them for curfew. 
feel like you're gonna break my heart very quickly. <coughs> oh yeah, it's yeah. So nice. let's jump ahead to the night of everything that happened. Mm. So like I said before, I want to put a major content warning on this, especially because it deals heavily with violence and specifically domestic violence. So it was April 27th in 2006. And so I'll, we'll post a picture of Ashley on the Instagram and stuff. But she, like, when you think of 2016, junior, like, thick eye makeup, chokers, like, yeah. she was the epitome of that. Like, so you, fucking So cute. very Y2K. Very like, Y2K. Adorable. Very. And her hair was put up in, like, the little spikies, if I'm not mistaken. Adorable. Like, like very Y2K. <laughs> Ashley let her parents know that she'd be leaving their home and traveling to a job interview about, in a town about 20 minutes away. Um, she also said to them that she was like, oh, I have Jeremy's car. He bar he let me borrow it because okay. she didn't have her own. And mm -hmm. then, just as a heads up, I'm going to go play basketball at the local park afterwards. Because that's something that she did. Um... So she said that she was going to go to play basketball after the interview, but she was like, don't worry. Like it's my interview is whatever time. Like I'll be home before 10 PM. Cause yeah. that was her curfew. Yeah. So they of course were like, okay, cool. Great. Like go have fun, go get yeah. a job, all that type of yeah. stuff. Go and, kid. and she was very open. So her parents were like, of course, like if you say you're going to an interview and going yeah. to play basketball, then we you're going to you. go in an interview. Exactly. So she left around three thirty PM. So she probably talked him around three o'clock. So, you know, three thirty goes by. And then, you know, the night kind of goes by. They're kind of minding their own business. And then around rolls 1030. So her curfew came and went. And yeah. there was no, 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 no sign no from Ashley. No call, no car, no nothing. Like, no, not even a text. Yeah. Um, so this was, like I said, definitely weird for her. So her mom asked her younger sister if she had talked to her. So yeah. Casey was like, I haven't seen her. Last time I talked to her was when she talked to us. Yeah. So they both began to text and call her, but Ashley didn't answer. So her mom was like, this is not my kid. My kid's very communicative. Something's wrong. Yeah. So she decided to call the St. Clair Sheriff's Office to report Ashley missing. So, no, we hear a lot about police stations um, kind of being like, have they been gone for 24 hours? What yeah. if they ran away? This, that, and the yeah. other. Assuming How everyone's a runaway. Mm -hmm. However, thankfully, and I want to say like this... I want to say when I, this is excellent police work like this, okay. they did, if they hadn't done everything they had done, Ashley probably would not be alive today. Like they mm. really did good for yeah. this woman or this, <laughs> this girl. So mm. the sheriff on the case said, said there was something different about the way at the Ashley's mom was sounding. Yeah. So he was like, we have to kind of at least go and mm -hmm. talk to her. Yeah. So he said not only her parents, but her friends also hadn't heard from her, which he was saying that a lot of times when people run away, they're friends here. They're friends he, yeah. exactly. Like you know how you know a lot of stuff that oh, my yeah. family doesn't know. Like I would I communicate oh, yeah. to you more often than my and parents. Like, as someone who had friends who kind of like ran away mm -hmm. or things like that or like was a troubled teen at mm -hmm. times. Oh yeah, my friends knew a lot more than my parents ever did and like if I at, or if any of my friends, like, I have one friend who literally ran away. Like, her parents obviously didn't know mm -hmm. where she was and didn't hear from her. I certainly had. Mm -hmm. like, exactly. a lot of our other friends certainly had and yep. like knew about it yeah and so she and the fact that her friends were so close and they didn't know anything they hadn't yeah. heard from her anything mm -hmm. so the police then proceeded to come to the reeves house and talk to ashley's parents and soon after the police started looking for ashley they found jeremy's van abandoned at a park about 15 minutes away from her home mm -hmm. um in it were her interview clothes and her change of basketball clothes okay. like it was or it was like her chain her it was like she had changed into her basketball clothes mm -hmm. had the duffel bag duffel bag that would contain that basketball clothes and okay. then her interview clothes were in there oh. but there wasn't any sign of Ashley. Like, Ashley was nowhere near there. Yeah. So this is when the officers began thinking that it was weird, and they were like, hmm, this is not her car. It's not her family's car. It's her boyfriend's yeah. car. Yeah. What if they had an argument? Let's talk to this guy. Yeah. 
So they brought him in, and obviously it makes sense because whenever, like, if one of us, if like, I were, if I were to go missing, the first yeah. per- people they'll probably chat, talk to are you and Des. Yeah. Because you see me every day, and I'm, I'm, I'm engaged to him. You know yes. what I mean? Okay. So Jeremy came in willingly, and he's like, "Yeah, let me, like, I'm, I don't know where my fucking girlfriend is. Like, mm-hmm. can we fucking talk about this?" Yeah. So when they brought him in, they asked him if they knew anything about Ashley's whereabouts the night she went missing. He said that he didn't know, quite know what happened, but he just lent her the car for the interview and then to go play basketball. Like he was yeah. aware of her plan. Yeah. Just like his her parents and, like, were assumably the plan was that she was returning the car to him that night exactly yep okay exactly yeah, so, so yep. he's obviously going to be concerned too but like yeah no mm-hmm. the plan was she was supposed to return me mm-hmm. my car yeah like well because yeah, she, she left at 3 30 let's say her interview was at four yeah. that takes like an hour and a half hour and a half max and then yeah. she drives to the basketball court which is near her house mm-hmm. or supposed to be near her house yeah and it she'll probably play for about an hour so she'll she should have been home and done by seven yeah like easily oh so yeah. the fact that it was now probably at this time midnight 1 a.m and they're exactly. still no call no call no sign no and jeremy's and like you're not still playing basketball clearly exactly like, exactly yeah. so this was really confusing to the cops because like i said before the the car was found with no sign of ashley however where the car was found was not where she normally played basketball because mm-hmm. in her development there was a basketball court okay. but the car was found at a basketball court 15 minutes away from her house That's so weird. why the fuck would the car be yeah. there unless you specifically was meeting someone that it was closer exactly okay so that's that's when they realized that she would only go there for one reason was to meet somebody else and they were like well who the fuck she would would she meet because jeremy like is right here is right exactly which friend what person exactly who else does she know that lives there yeah so this like when i first read it because like i feel like when i first like researched i was like fuck this is gonna take forever to figure out like yeah. that takes like meeting someone 15 minutes away like as much as 15 minutes away is close to where yeah. she lived it's still like there's so many people like 15 yes. minutes away from us is a different fucking county exactly you know what as i mean as well as like it's a totally different set like it's not your comfort zone if mm-hmm. she had a basketball court that was literally right outside her house basically inside mm-hmm. of her development that's her comfort zone exactly why would you go and to one that's farther exactly. away, outside of your comfort zone, even if it's only 15 minutes away, exactly. it's still not your comfort zone. Exactly, exactly. So, but thankfully it didn't take forever to figure out because Ashley, Ashley's mom had actually been kind of doing some of her own digging. She kind of been doing like police her. work herself. Um, so Ashley was still 17, so her mom still paid for her phone bill, nice. which meant that Ashley's mom still had phone records accessible to her so when her mom looked there were calls to and from a very specific number like mm-hmm. multiple calls to the number multiple calls from the number mm-hmm. so when her mom dialed the number samson shelton answered he was a tw- samson shelton samson shelton that's his what name. A name yeah so we're gonna call him sam because that's what he that's what okay. everyone referred to him as okay so this man was 27 years old and a, okay. a uh he was a pe pe teacher and a driver's ed teacher at a school that was the rival of ashley's high school okay um, and so when Ashley's mom like was like, Hey, um, I know you've been talking to Ashley, like, do you know anything what happened? Mm-hmm. And he was like, No, I don't, like I'm sure she's fine, I haven't heard from her. And when she was like, Well no, like, but you've been talking to her this day, yeah. like what happened? He was like, I don't know, and then hung up. So Oh, that's fucking huge sus. red flag. Okay. Huge red flag. So a small tangent, yeah. but so my younger sister, very big into basketball, mm-hmm. always has been, played in a traveling basketball league. So it doesn't sound super unusual to me to have a rival school yeah. be someone, like, if they're involved in basketball and plays, mm-hmm. to know. Because, like, 
my little sister's league that they played in for this traveling basketball league was because it was such a small I grew up in such a small yeah. area it was four different school districts that mm. pretty much participated in yeah. it and it was a lot of so again there's also although like I absolutely 100% do not love the idea of a 27 year old yep. man talking to a 17 year old girl for any circumstance yeah. however that also did happen because of this traveling basketball league mm -hmm. because there were a lot of parents or a lot of people who had graduated and been a part of that league that yep. would come back and would coach yep. or things like that or would ref my parents were coaches for my sister's basketball mm -hmm. league for like five years mm -hmm. my little sister now as an adult who's about to be 21 which mm -hmm. is crazy to me mm -hmm. that she's i can't believe an she's adult. <laughs> an adult but she literally plays monday night basketball mm -hmm. with these guys that were her coaches and mm -hmm. like that are all grown men it's like mm -hmm. her and some of the girls that she graduated with mm -hmm. that are like in their early 20s yep. come and play basketball yep. with dad age middle-aged yeah. men yeah. and some other like yeah. high school graduates yeah they're all various ages literally she'll get my dad to play he's in his 50s yeah so you have a 50 year old man who is playing against and trying to defend against like a 20 year old girl that is so funny it's so much so fun it's that's, so cute that's actually how they came to know each other because okay. when he actually i think was their pe teacher when she was in middle school because oh, okay. there was something where like the count the, the district lines had gotten fucked up and so she had to transfer to a different school Okay. So she was originally at the school he taught at. So That's, she, she knew known him. him a long yes. time. And so um, she, he also apparently had coached her basketball team when she was in middle school. Okay. To my knowledge, she wasn't a part of a travel team. She just liked okay. to play basketball. Like when I said she played basketball, like she yeah. probably played for her high school. Okay. I couldn't find information if that was true or not. I just okay. assumed because like yeah. if she goes and plays basketball, like I'm assuming likes, you're going to. Yeah. Exactly. And exactly. that it's something that, because even if you don't play in a traveling league, you become friends with other mm -hmm. people who like to play basketball yep. and then you're going to play pickup games yep, and stuff exactly. like that. Exactly. And this was a okay. small town too. So okay. it, of so, course, like you you go Everyone up in a small town, everybody. there's a basketball court, you go and play, and you meet yeah. people there who play basketball. Exactly. exactly. So, oh, this um, so yeah. So police eventually questioned, so kind of a little bit of a, 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 a flip real quick. Mm -hmm. Police eventually questioned Ashley's friends as well. And they said that she was talking to someone who was an older man, even mm -hmm. though she was dating Jeremy. Okay. Uh, they said that she had plans to meet this someone the day she went missing to play basketball. Okay. Now, the police had wanted to talk to Sam, but considered him a minor lead, because I simply first thought he was a friend of Ashley's, which, yeah. like, I don't know why this would be considered a minor lead, because if my kid went missing, and one Anybody, of their friends yeah. was a person 10 years their senior, I'd be like, I'd be like no. look at that person first. Yeah. Like, that's not fucking right. I think maybe they were trying to give this person the benefit of the doubt because mm -hmm. they were a teacher, and I think, unfortunately, because this is the sad part that always, like, it makes me upset to know this and, like, to have this thought in my mm -hmm. head. Because, like, obviously, people who go into teaching, you always want to assume every single mm -hmm. one of them have the best of intentions and just want yep. to be good teachers. And they're just like kids because they're kids. Mm -hmm. But, unfortunately, predators know where their prey is. Mm -hmm. And, unfortunately, these kinds of people, mm -hmm. like, they... Their schools are their hunting ground. If you're yep. a predator who likes young people, mm -hmm. you're going to unfortunately be probably yep. going into fields, job fields, where you have access to your prey yep. because yep. you can gain their trust and because then you're you have a reason and an and there's a power to dynamic too. Yes, and we've I think we yes. brought that up before because I think I remember you saying like you know there's two people who go into like childcare fields, people yep. who want to help and love kids, and people who should not be in the childcare field. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I think it was. He was one who, to, like, at least in the Lifetime movie, mm -hmm. was very, like, a player amongst teenage girls. Okay. 
I didn't find so, anything truly about that, like any previous convictions however, or anything. I feel like given how small towns are, mm -hmm. that's probably close to accurate. Yeah. Not only because one, I really hate the narrative sometimes of like this, like, because I think it's a very victim blaming narrative to say that this is the only person that this person has ever victimized or mm -hmm. became the victimizer over. Like as someone who I, who has been victimized and I pray every day that I'm the only person that my abuser hurt. I know that not only statistically that is very unlikely to be the case, mm -hmm. but it's also very victim blaming to say like, cause then it, it then points to me that I get, there's something like, what was different about with, you versus this other exactly, guy that you were the one that, that was hurt. Exactly. That there's mm -hmm. something wrong with me as to why I was victimized and nobody else. Exactly. And yeah. I think that that's also, I, in some ways I like that the lifetime movie pointed to that mm -hmm. because I think that would be very victim blaming of Ashley yeah. and making it out to be that there was something particular about Ashley that made mm -hmm. him become an abuser. Yeah. No, I think this person was probably a very abusive person yeah. or a predator. He may not have hurt other people to the same degree that mm -hmm. he goes on to hurt Ashley but I believe very much that this person probably was a player or mm -hmm. probably was yeah. actively grooming other people yep. and just found mm -hmm. yeah. a person it, to be yeah. worse too. So when they called him in, um, they asked him some questions and he was really friendly at first and was like, no, like me and Ashley are just platonic friends. Like we just play basketball. Like yeah, that's after it. that bullshit with her mom, mm -hmm. you're going to come in there and act like, oh, we're buddies. Yep. So okay. the police kept on pressing him and told him that they knew from Ashley's friends that they were involved in a romantic and sexual relationship. Mm -hmm. And they kept on pressing him, pressing him. And once they began, like, once they began pressing him more, he was like, okay, let me let you into something. Mm -hmm. He was like, he created a story where he was the victim and Ashley wasn't. Okay. So he claimed that she was a teenager who had been obsessed with him since middle school and would not leave him alone. She would, he so said that like... why are you playing basketball with her? Why mm -hmm. are you going anywhere with mm -hmm. her? She would call him at all hours of the night and, and like all that type of stuff. And then finally he was like, you know, I was with her the day that she went missing. And they were like, okay. okay. And he's like, and I had sex with her in the back of her boyfriend's car. Okay, well then, again, if she's obsessed with you, why are you ever? Which it's, it reminds me of, well, I think it was the uh, Sherry Rasmussen case. Yes. Where why would you fuck the person exactly. who stalked you? And then you? he was like, oh yeah, I thought it would bring her closure. No, you just wanted to get your dick wet. Like, exactly. shut the hell up. Exactly, exactly. Don't, don't make this about, oh yeah, I was just doing this for her. Like, no, you weren't. You wanted to have sex. And also, like, mm -hmm. you don't have sex with people who are obsessed with you. Yes. Thinking that'll cure their obsession. Like, you can't fix crazy with your dick. No. Uh, no, 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 no. no. Okay. So then he said that um, after they had sex, they had an argument because he was trying to end their relationship, which we're going to flash back to like two minutes ago. He said they, they, weren't, they, were they weren't in, in, they yeah, weren't in one. That they, they weren't, weren't in, in one, one and she was just obsessed with him. Yeah. Okay. But he was trying to end the relationship. Okay. So, and then... Right. Um, I love when we tell different stories in the same story. Right, exactly. It's always my favorite. Like the Sherry Rasmussen yes. case. Literally, I it's love like, when they, do they, they just sit there and like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, like, well, I had an argument. I was trying to end the relationship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're in a relationship. Yeah. It was like, like, we had no relationship. No, I was trying to end it. Or like, yeah, with Sherry, that it was like, I don't know her. I don't even know her name. Well, maybe I might have yelled at her at her place of work. Mm -hmm. And then I knew where she worked yeah. and yelled at her because yeah. I wanted her man. Yeah. But no, we. I never talked to her. I don't know. And then like, I didn't, I totally have nothing to do with her, but also like, I didn't fuck her man. Yeah. But no, but actually, wait, I did fuck her, fuck her man. man. <laughs> yeah. But I did fuck her man. Um, but I don't know who she is. Yes. But I did know who her man is. I, I don't know, know who her I've name is. I've seen her man's dick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love when people change their story like, okay, this bitch. much. Okay, bitch. Like, okay. So, 
she got really mad because apparently, like I said, she was an obsessed teenager, so she got mad that he was trying to end the relationship. Ugh, Why whatever. were you ever in a relationship with a teenager? Thank you, exactly. <laughs> Teenagers are bad. Not saying that Ashley was batshit yeah. crazy. Me at 17, I was a batshit crazy motherfucker. But also, like, it's inappropriate. Yes. Like, I, lo- I, I asked him, okay, so little little tangent. When I first started dating Des, he was 18 and I was 21. <laughs> I thought that was a weird age difference. I was like, yeah. I'm... Because, granted, he also was mm-hmm. a fresh 18. I was a fresh 21. So there's yes. a three-year age difference between okay. us. So I was like, oh, that's a little weird. And, like, even now mm-hmm. as a 24-year-old, I can't imagine dating someone who's below the age of 20. No. That's fucking weird. Even being friends with yes. someone below the age of 20 oh, yeah. is fucking weird. You know I what I mean? could not. There is no way, shape, or form that mm-hmm. I could date someone who is college age. No. Because I'm 26. Yeah. So that, for me... Yeah, college age would be 21, mm-hmm. so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I could not date a 21 room. Yep. Love... Mm-hmm. I love y'all. You're all very mm-hmm. nice. But mm-hmm. no, that's... T- it's too and strange. And it's, beca- it's because... I can date someone it's, in college. It's because so while Dez is still in college and he is only 21, he... He is a very adult is a, person. He's, he... People think that I'm younger than he is. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm gonna he's eventually... So I'm gonna eventually convince him to come on the podcast. I'm sure he won't have anything to say because he doesn't talk at all. I love him, but he doesn't really talk. Like, I wanted to eventually have him on here. Pull we'll, we'll, we'll pull we'll, we'll pull some shit <laughs> yes. out. We'll, like, sneak it... Sneakily record him. Yes. Anyway. But, like, he's a very mature person. You know well, what I mean? also, depending on the situation, because me and him were having the best time watching Dead Files. And oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, the two of us being idiots Chaos. and making jokes about this ridiculous show, mm-hmm. having so much fun. Yeah, so yeah. he, you know, it's what like I. Anyway, mm-hmm. I digress. Like yes. age difference like, is just it's. Mm. But it's inappropriate. A twenty-seven-year-old yes. man and a seventeen-year-old girl. It's ten years, and here's like every, and it's a different story if the person was twenty-seven. If and it actually was twenty-seven and thirty-seven. Exactly. Like a six-year age, a six to ten-year age difference is not a big deal when you're no. in your mid tw- mid to late twenties. Exactly. Not a big no, deal when you're a teenager. No. Yes, and an adult who used to teach her when yes. she was a child. Yes. All of these are glaring red flags mm-hmm. that are like flapping in the wind. Yep. And it's making me really concerned. Mm-hmm. that we're try- still trying to give this person the benefit of the doubt. Yes, exactly. Because there is no benefit to this doubt. There is no doubt here. This mm-hmm. is inappropriate. 100% yep. should never happen. And it yep. sounds like a very... This is like the pipeline to abuse. Yep, exactly. Grooming. What well, grooming 101. Yes, exactly. this is literally it. So then they, remember how she, he said that they had sex in the back of her boyfriend's car? Yep. All of a sudden when they have the argument, they were in his car. Okay. Which, okay. So you get out of one car you had sex in to get into another car yes. to talk. Yes. Apparently. Or I wasn't going to be able to drive somewhere. Whatever. So no. then he then he stopped the car when they were arguing and he was like, get out. Get out. I, like, if you're mad at me, get out. Like, fuck off. Okay. And so he said this was the last time he saw her. Standing on the side of the road and he drove off. And he said, quote, he wouldn't hurt her because he had a weak... He wouldn't be able to hurt her because he had a weak stomach. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Just... Which, like, okay. keep that in your mind, because when we talk about what he did to her, there's no, no way that no. that he had a weak fucking stomach. Also, I 100% want to ask any of these fucking idiots that murder people in this way, or, like, harm people in this way, that think they're gonna get away with it with stories like that, no. Mm-hmm. We all know the world is a bad place sometimes. Mm-hmm. No one on this fucking earth would leave someone that they love, care about, or know just on the side of the even road. Even if they're fighting. Even if you're in the biggest uh, fight you've exactly. ever had. Even if you're so fucking angry you never want to see this person again. Mm-hmm. You don't do that. Mm-hmm. Nobody does that. Yep, and this is this is 2006 too, so like Uber yes. wasn't a thing, nope. Lyft wasn't a thing, like... Nope, know what cell I mean? phone it service was... sometimes is spotty. Exactly. No. Exactly. There's no way... No way mm-hmm. in fuck. I 
100% always want to ask these idiots when they make up the story. I'm like, do you think that that... Do you think I'm... Well, I wasn't born yesterday, yeah, motherfucker. No. Like, I'm, I'm not like, stupid. Do you think that that's a good story? Mm-hmm. Why don't you try again? Try your yeah. life again. Let's rewind, rewind and try again. Try again. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So then he... So after he did that, he, like, drove off. He left her on the side of the road. So what did he do after this? He decided to go to a local bar and dance the night away. Okay. So not giving a fuck about the person yep. he dumped on the side of the road, yep. or so he claimed. Exactly. Like, like she could have been hit by a car. She could have been abducted. Mm-hmm. Something horrible could have happened to her. She could have fallen down, gotten hurt. Exactly. Been exposed to the elements. I'm just going to go drink and dance. Exactly. So okay. he stuck to the story for a while, refusing to tell them if he knew if he knew where Ashley was. They even begged to tell him that because, like, be- they even were like, listen, dude, like, please tell us where she is. She's mm-hmm. been missing for over 30 hours at this yeah. point. Like, please like, tell us. What if she got attacked by a bear for mm-hmm. fuck's sake and Just say anything yep and so he didn't budge nope. it was only when they mentioned his grandmother and how like oh like what would your grandmother do like your grandmother would be so disappointed if like whatever then he was like my grandma and then he broke down this is also how i know that i hate this man and i hate any person that's like this when it has to come to like when someone has to ask you how would you feel or yep. like how would your family feel if it was you then you're not a good person if you have to bring this back to yourself it's mm-hmm. the same as, like, whenever they do the rape campaigns, when they're like, like, oh, it's, it's just someone's, someone's daughter. daughter. No. No. A human's a human. A human's a human. You like, shouldn't have to off. relate it to, or what if this was your daughter? What if this was your family member? You shouldn't have to relate it back to you. Mm-hmm. To, to be have, a person. To be a person. Exactly. And to understand empathy for another exactly. And so, he only admitted all the things he did to Ashley 12 hours mm-hmm. after he started his interrogation. So, 12 hours later, he finally admitted 12. what happened. So, wow. the next thing I'm going to detail is really, really graphic, horrible, um, like I said, major trigger warning. This is, like, where it really gets bad. So, just mm-hmm. letting you know. So, from here on out, probably for the next, I want to say, maybe 20 minutes, it's going to be pretty bad. So, just putting that out there. Okay. So, Sam says they were in his car and they did argue. However, he didn't get, get her out of the car like a normal person would. Like, he didn't go and open the door and be like, get the fuck out. Like, whatever. Okay. So, he opened the door. So, I want to put this out there as well. So, rewind for a second. Um, I want to put out there that Sam was a part-time pro wrestler. Putting that out there. I know. Loser. But Yeah. Loser. Like, anyway. All right. So that's an interesting thing you just yeah. said to me. So instead of opening the door, like unbuckling her and like even just even like even which is not right, even dragging her out of the car, mm-hmm. like by her like arm, not right. No. What he did was he put her in a chokehold and dragged Excuse drug her me? out of the car. Um and so all of a sudden he heard a loud pop and Ashley went limp. So he well, realized why would you ever Sorry to mm-hmm. interrupt you, but why would you ever, as a human person, think it is appropriate? I don't care if you're a pro wrestler mm-hmm. and that's what you do, a part-time pro wrestler, okay? okay. And that's what you do in, with your little wrestle buddies in mm. your little fucking onesie you got there. <laughs> but <laughs> what makes you think it's right? appropriate mm-hmm. in an argument or in any moment to grab someone by their neck? Mm-hmm. And so he realized, he's like, oh, fuck, I, I snapped her neck. So he, he broke her neck because so, she went limp. So, yeah. so he was like, fuck. Okay. So once he realized he had done this, mm-hmm. he dragged her into the woods and strangled her with his hands. Um, she was still breathing. Okay. So he took off his belt, um, wrapped it around her neck and pulled. Um, oh. But when he realized that he didn't have enough leverage, he put his foot on her back for more leverage and pulled as hard as he could. And he pulled so hard the belt snapped. That's how hard he pulled her. Um, and unbelievably, Ashley was still breathing. She was still alive. So she had been strangled twice what? in a man of like 10 minutes. 
and so she was still breathing. So that it literally broke an object that was mm-hmm. being used. Mm-hmm. And once the belt broke, he once again used his hands to strangle her until she thought, until she passed out and he thought she was dead. Or she, he thought she was dead, yeah. So then he got up and left. He kind of like put some leaves over her and then left and drove away. And then proceeded to go and go dancing. And left this 17-year-old girl yeah. lying in the middle of the woods covered in leaves. leaves. So he, he thought Strangled. she he, he thought she was dead, yes. but she was alive. Okay. Paralyzed from the neck down in the in, and it was April in Illinois or Indiana, wherever it was. Yeah. It's cold. Like even right now, it's yeah. it's October and it's, it's cold, cold as we're sitting here. Like it's April. It's still like it, the first the snow was still probably still on the fucking ground. I hope someone lit this man on fire. Like So yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. And you have the audacity to walk around and try to pretend like you're innocent or mm-hmm. like you didn't do shit or mm-hmm. to go out and enjoy yourself mm-hmm. after you thought you just killed someone horrifically. Not only did you a you, child. You went out and danced and drank and had a good time when you not only broke mm-hmm. someone's neck yeah. but strangled them three times. Yes. Like that's fucking And insane. it all started because you were inappropriate and decided to mm-hmm. put your hands on someone. Yep. Well, I, okay, like one, I don't believe or buy this. This was an accident. I no. just put my, I went to take a chokehold on her because I'm a wrestler. Mm-hmm. I'm a fucking wrestler. <laughs> so I'm going to get her out of the car yeah. like an idiot. No, yeah. I 100% think that he absolutely was intending to do this or intending yep. to hurt her. I don't think that that part was accidental. Mm-hmm. But if we even for a second entertain his bullshit that this was an accident. So you accidentally just murdered someone, quote unquote, mm-hmm. and it doesn't affect you. Yep. And you're just mm-hmm. going to go out and party. And, and part of his confession, because part of the, one of the articles had part of his confession, like taped it said, he said like, Oh, I covered her in leaves and I strangled her out there. So it made it look like someone strangled, dragged her out in the woods and strangled her, which you did. You did. You were the one who did that. Yes. It was like, you didn't make it look that way. You did that. You did that. You exactly. did that shit. It wasn't, don't act like this is some, like, mm-hmm. you're, the wheels are turning, you're making a plan to cover exactly. something up. No, you did these things. You chose exactly. to do these things, and then your cover-up plan was to throw leaves on her and go have a good time. Exactly. Fuck you. Yeah, exactly. So let's take a breath, take a step back from that horribleness, yeah. and talk about her rescue and her amazing survival. Because this this woman is, like, the the fact that she, is, she was alive and what she's doing today, like, the fact that she is fully functioning is fucking crazy. Yeah. So She's an incredible person. Mm-hmm. So Sam ended up leading the police to the area of where he left Ashley. But apparently it was rainy and dark that night, which mind you, she's laying there paralyzed mm-hmm. in the woods. Um, yep. He didn't quite know exactly where she was because it was rainy, it was dark out, and he was like, oh, I don't really know, whatever. So the police searched the area for about a half an hour and they finally found her. This is a little graphic, just letting you know. So mm-hmm. she was lying on the cold, wet ground covered with leaves. Her, she was lying on her back. Her hands were curled up on her chest and her tongue was hanging out of her mouth. Oh. And she was also covered in hundreds of insect bites because oh. she had been there. She had been yeah. there in the cold for over 30 hours Jeez. by herself. Oh. Um, so when the police first found her, their hearts dropped and they were like, we need the coroners, like get it, get, get like mm-hmm. a bus out here, whatever. Um, however, they were like, Ashley, Ashley, like touching her her hand moved and they saw small movements from her chest as she was trying to breathe. Oh my God. So they were like, Oh my God. Like, and the video, yeah. cause part of the video I saw was it showed her, her hand moving and her breathing and being like, Oh my God, Ashley, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Like, mm-hmm. so they called the paramedics and they didn't think that she was going to make it out of the woods. Like they didn't think she was mm-hmm. going to survive the ride to the hospital. 
So thankfully she did. She got to the hospital and then that is where they put her in a medically induced coma to, you know, cause yeah. there was so much trauma to her body. Mm -hmm. So this badass bitch survived in the cold for 30 hours after her neck was broken, being strangled three times and probably hypothermia. Yeah. And she fucking survived. Like she survived and lived to tell and, and yeah. lived to see the trial happen. That's like, so I watched an interview with the police and, um, with the police detectives and Elizabeth Smart actually end up interviewing her, oh. which was awesome, which I eventually want to cover yeah. her case. Mm -hmm. um, and it was, like I said, it was like, I saw the actual mm -hmm. crime scene footage and it was Ashley talking to Elizabeth Smart about what had happened, Jeez. which was fucking crazy. Um, and like I said, I just, like I said before, I'd warn people against looking for this footage because it's very graphic. It's yeah. not bloody, but it's very just the way that it's, she's, yeah. the way her hands are on her chest and her face, it's, it's not, it's horrific. It's horrific exactly. So in this interview, there were also images from when she was in the hospital, such as the ligature marks on her neck, as well as photos of someone holding her eyes open so you could see the petechiae in her eyes from being strangled. Oh. Um, so before I want to go further, I kind of want to go into the physical trauma that happens with strangulation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so this is something that me and Tay have both have experience yeah. with. Mm -hmm. I did a whole ass eight hour training on, on mm -hmm. strangulation one day. Yes. Like I um, used to assist with, for one of the first jobs that I had, outside of college was a victim uh, violence prevention educator. So when I, I've jokingly referred to as me being the street smarts person, yeah. the JJ bit and bender mm -hmm. ruining kids lives. Yeah. Um, but also Love. one of the things that I did was I worked with a SANE nurse, which we've also talked about before, yep. which stands for sexual assault nurse examiner. Yep. And the same nurse that I worked with and did a lot of education with, she's an amazing woman who was really, really big about bringing um, non-fatal strangulation training mm -hmm. to our area uh, to the area that I worked in and was really developing a lot of different trainings for mm -hmm. police advocates and others to really understand the severity mm -hmm. and how like what is considered non-fatal strangulation mm -hmm. at the time can still be deadly yep, exactly and this woman I think she's amazing like mm -hmm. all of the information that she would bring in and all the training she's just an incredible woman mm -hmm. I really really care about this lady yeah but I have done so many hours of training with her mm -hmm. and have had her set up so many different really important trainings mm -hmm. because of this. And I've sat with her as she was literally explaining to me what she as a nurse examiner mm -hmm. would do in an exam if someone had told her that strangulation had happened to yep. her. So this is very upsetting knowledge that I know, but mm -hmm. very like it's a very 100% serious to me because yep. I think as I think when we first met, I told you that some of there's there's some like big hot button issues mm -hmm. that when we worked at the shelter that yeah. kind of like for me was if someone called and said these things to me yep. it became my 100 like you're being yeah. brought in right now usually is sexual abuse mm -hmm. and any mentions of strangulation because yep. mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. strangulation this is to do ungraded like this is technically DV because this was yes. an intimate this is intimate partner violence Absolutely. however you know the when. Do like looking at because I went on to PCADV their mm -hmm. website to get a little information just to confirm that I, what I knew mm -hmm. was right. You know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So if if someone were to if if a partner strangles another partner, it is infinitely more likely that they will do it again yeah. and be more willing to kill you. It is yes. a such a high indicator of lethality yeah. and the willingness Absolutely. of that person to kill you. Yep. So that's something that's. It's very, and a lot of people, when they strangle, yeah. they don't do it to make you pass out. They no. do it to kill you. Yes. Like strangulation is one of those things. They to kill you. Exactly. It's just, they didn't get to do it. Exactly. At that moment. Exactly. Exactly. So I kind of want to like, you know, go into like the, the, cause strangulation is one of the things that I didn't know a lot about until I started working in this field. And I feel like some of our listeners mm -hmm. may not also know about. Oh yeah. These and are very 
like this is a newer thing yes. to be brought mm -hmm. into the DV sphere mm -hmm. to be talked about because I can honestly say that when I first started working in the DV field I had no idea about it mm -hmm. it wasn't until a couple of years into it when I was working with this mm -hmm. nurse that it got brought to my mm -hmm. attention how tr like absolutely like lethal and mm -hmm. like showing how lethal this can be yeah so I know Ashley suffered a broken neck, however, but the like the strangulation, in my opinion, was probably worse than the broken neck. Because a broken neck, it like a broken neck is bad. I'm not saying yes. it's not. And no. she still, if you would have done just that to her, that would have been suffering enough. Absolutely. But when like, it's strangulation. So when someone mm -hmm. strangles another person, either manually or with a ligature. So manually with both. your hands, ligature would be either a rope, a belt, like he used. So she had yes. both multiple yeah. times they cut off the windpipe, restricting the flow of oxygen to the brain and possibly fracturing the hyoid bone. Yeah. No, I didn't see any reports in Ashley's case that the hyo hyoid bone was fractured. Okay. However, I don't want to like use this as an indicator as like, oh, like he didn't use enough strength to strangle her mm -hmm. because a, hy a broken hyoid bone, hyoid bone only happens about half the time. Okay, so it's when not- it's strangling. It's not always a- It's not a telltale. Yeah, it, exactly. it's not a 100% exactly. indicator or something that happens all the time. But as you're right, like the strangulation in some ways is is more deadly or scarier than mm -hmm. the broken neck because like you said, you're cutting off oxygen mm -hmm. to the brain. We don't live without a brain. You can live without a broken bone. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, and there are a lot of things that happen when someone is being strangled. So a lot of the time, what begins to happen when they begin to get strangled is they begin to feel fear. That immediate like fight or flight like kicks in, like you gotta fight for myself. And a lot of people actually will end up injuring themselves when mm -hmm. they're being strangled. They'll call scratch marks on their neck because they're trying to scratch and yeah, claw. With, exactly. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I, I'm, this is a, this is a really rough episode. I can, yes. like, it's, it, I apologize. So for, many trigger you know, warnings. Yeah. And, and we're going to make it very yeah. clear. Like, I feel like I've said it like 20 times, but it's, you know, especially if you are a DV survivor and have gone through this, like I, if you don't want to listen to this episode, I okay. support you. Like also, do what you need to take care of yourself. Yes. Listen with care, like take care of yourself and also please do whatever you need to do for self care mm -hmm. to take care of yourself or to reach out to mm -hmm. people. Yeah, and we'll and I think yeah. we we linked uh, resources when we did the Lor uh, Lorena Gallo Lorena Bobbitt case. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna I want to link some cases as well about Absolutely. this. Um, I want to link possibly PCDV, um, thehotline.org, mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. well as I want to link. There's something called um, I think it's something called like Nurses Against Strangulation or something, and that's Beautiful. it's it's a whole organization. I think it's mainly in Pennsylvania, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. That is a bunch of nurses who are sane nurses who. Perfect do teachings about strangulation awesome. and that's the that's the organization that I did my training through and it was eight hours long it was very mm -hmm. intense and it was very triggering but it was very Important. I needed it you know what yeah. I mean anyway so like I said people tend to defend themselves and they have scratches on their neck however Ashley couldn't do this because she was paralyzed she yeah. she, she, she was limp she couldn't do anything mm -hmm. um so another telltale sign is something called petechiae or petechiae, which mm -hmm. is, um, which is like I mentioned before with Ashley. So this can be look like a bunch of things. One of them is um, small blood vessels being, um, it's regardless of what it is, where it is, it can be um, around the eyes, like not in the eyeballs, but around the eyes. It can just mm -hmm. look like um, like red dots around your eyes. It can mm -hmm. be on your neck. It can be on your face. Um, mm -hmm. A lot. I know I've actually met pregnant people who have during labor had this on their yep. face because of when they're pushing to, to, to uh -huh. birth their baby, oh, this yeah. happens. And another big, big indicator of how hard someone is strangled is if you open their eyes and their eyes are red. Yeah. And so the picture of Ashley, both of her eyes were completely red because that the, so what happens with petechiae, the way it's, it's, it, it, um, it, it's caused essentially is that when someone strangles someone, 
small blood vessels burst due to blood being restricted from moving back to the heart. So think about it. All of your blood is in your face. Yes. And then someone's blocking that that pathway and to get to your heart. Popping. It's oh, okay. that literally is what Ooh, happens. It's like a. So scary. It I literally popped is... a blood vessel like intensely crying mm -hmm. at one point. Mm -hmm. It is the most painful and scary looking thing. Mm -hmm. Like I wish I took pictures of my eye. It is terrifying. Yep. Mm -hmm. And like, I assume that because like I didn't see the pictures. You saw the pictures that it was. It was her entire eye. Oh, geez. Like, when I say her, like, I would say maybe just a little bit of white in, like, one of the corners of her mm -hmm. eye. It was entirely red. And oh she had the, the, the red around her eyes as well. And oh. you could see the ligature marks from not only his hands, but also the belt mm -hmm. from where he was strangling her. Um, and then something that's also really dangerous about strangulation, which I didn't really put in here, but I want to mention that way if anyone, you know, mm -hmm. Lord forbid any one of our listeners this has happened to them, you know, we, we sympathize with you. We feel for you. Like, we get whenever as soon as you feel safe yeah. get help because strangulation mm -hmm. can be fatal up to three days afterwards yes because while it, even though you may may quote unquote just have bruises on your neck or not bruises right away and they mm -hmm. develop a day or two later you can develop blood clots in your yes. brain that will burst or that will go into your brain and cause like brain trauma or like an aneurysm essentially mm -hmm. oh, so yeah. something that we talk to, to a lot about with people on the hotline and mm -hmm. people in our shelters if you get strangled go get checked out yeah that because was my number go one. get checked out yeah. because we can like it's it, it, it can be so fatal. You may be like, oh, I'm fine. But especially if you have a headache mm -hmm. or have a neck pain yep. or have vertigo, like go and get checked yep. out because if that is so fatal. Bruising. If mm -hmm. you have blood vessels plopped, popped in your eye, mm -hmm. any of these things, these can all be significant indicators. And not to say that if you don't have any of these things, that mm -hmm. it's not possible because yep. blood, you can't see a blood clot in your brain. Mm -hmm. Even, even if it was, even if you sign. didn't pass out, yeah. we, I always tell people, even if you didn't Absolutely. pass out, go get checked out. And, but the number one that I was told that I, that has always stuck with me, if you pass out to the point where you do not remember it, mm -hmm. or if you soil yourself, yes. you were very close to death and yep. you need to be checked out immediately. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's very heavy and you can tell by the way that we're both talking it's a very very heavy subject for both of us yeah. um but you know i wanted to you know give like a little bit of background on this because it's something that people should be aware of and yes. like i said we've done hours and hours mm -hmm. of training on it we have talked people through this we have worked with people who have been strangled seen people with these strangulation marks mm -hmm. like it's it's something that you know you dealt with for a while and I unfortunately yeah. deal with every single day at work. Like mm -hmm. I go to work and I see this every single day mm -hmm. because it's, it's part of the field. And I just mm -hmm. wanted to bring it up because you know, it's something that it's one of those, I feel like DV is such a hush hush subject, much mm -hmm. less what happens during the DV. Like okay. when people hear DV, they think, Oh, we just black eye, but they don't realize the magnitude of, you know, mm -hmm. not only manual strangulation, but using a belt using, yeah. I had a woman who, got strangled by a broom handle before like yeah. shit like that like yeah. it's 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 a very and domestic violence is deadly i don't yes. know why this has to keep being said to people mm -hmm. it is deadly mm -hmm. it's not just something that happens behind closed doors mm -hmm. and like some people make it out and some people don't and just live with it their whole lives no these people are always the end game will always be death yep that they eventually will kill somebody mm -hmm. whether it be the person they've been abusing for the last 20 years or the new person they date after yep these people are like the domestic vi uh, domestic abusers to murderer pipeline is, is a straight line with it's no a barriers. straight line it's 100 mm -hmm. percent there that is always the end goal like mm -hmm. i i attended a training with a retired fbi detective mm -hmm. and he uh fbi agent he did this training on what he called the fatal four mm -hmm. the fatal four is domestic violence strangulation mm -hmm. sexual assault mm -hmm. and 
um, literal murder. Yeah. So, like, these are absolutely, mm-hmm. like, those are fatal crimes. These mm-hmm. crimes are going to happen and lead from one to another. Domestic violence is on there, or stalking, that's what it was. It yep. was stalking. Stalking is deadly and mm-hmm. can lead to people becoming murder, uh, murdered, mm-hmm. literally. Mm-hmm. Stalking, domestic violence, sexual assault, mm-hmm. and strangulation. These mm-hmm. are all crimes that lead 100% to murder. And that's and that's something that, like, and it's the fact that that, 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 that FBI agent, or a retired FBI agent, pointed to sexual assault, stalking, and strangulation mm-hmm. as well as domestic violence, when in re- like when yeah. we, we both know from the field that all three of those things usually happen, happen. in highly valued situations. Absolutely. Stalking is, like, when, I, and, I, and I, I don't like to say, like, oh, like, it's it happens all the time, it's common, like, it's, I don't want to say, no one's case is textbook, because I, no. I hate saying it's a textbook case. Yeah. However, if you look at a quote-unquote mm-hmm. textbook case of DV, there's stalking, there's yeah. sexual assault, yes. there's physical abuse, there's mm-hmm. strangulation, yep. there's threats with weapons, there's, there's isolation, like, that yep. is a textbook case of dv and that's one of the lovely things that he said that always stuck with me too he was like if you're a good detective and you're a good police officer you will genuinely sit down with this victim if they come in and they are uh, coming in to report one crime if you genuinely talk to them you will find that they have experienced probably 10 or more other crimes Mm -hmm. by the same person and if you genuinely do a good job and listen to them not only can you actually find more evidence Mm -hmm. and tack on more charges and really get these people put away but also you will begin to understand Mm -hmm. that it is not just one big bad incident that happens Mm -hmm. to these folks that there are so many horrific injustices that they suffer at the hands of these people exactly so you know don't mean to digress into our you know i feel like this happened last time we talked about lorena bobbitt early lorena gallo and you know aaron i know you know this was going to (laughs) happen so like you know this you couldn't you could you can't ask a current DV advocate and a, a former DV advocate mm-hmm. to cover a DV case and not spend 20 minutes talking about the effects of yes. DV and, and shit like that. Oh, yeah. You know, you statistics, can. anything else, like, yeah. oh, it's just and because it's always it's, up there. Especially having worked in the field, like, you having worked in the field and, and, you know, and me currently working in the field, we're both very passionate about this stuff. Yes. Like, this is, like, we always say, like, this podcast is just a, a extension of what we talk about in mm-hmm. our everyday lives. So, oh, like, yeah. we will, I guarantee you, we'll end up having conversations about this case, like, for days on end because oh, it's just one of those cases that's just so horrific. Um, anyway, to, yeah. to, we digress. Yes. So we're going to get back to, you know, to Sam Shelton, that shit stain, and <laughs> Ashley. So after they found Ashley, Sam Shelton was arrested for attempted murder, which we'll get into how I feel about attempted murder because... Yeah. We'll talk about it. So while he was at the station, he made a bunch of like fucking stupid ass requests, such as, as if, if, can I have my, can I have contact solution so I can take my contacts out? Can I have Fuck a tooth- off. I don't care about your can I, have a, can I have a toothbrush? Oh, wait. And here's the best I have one. dirty teeth and not be able to see. I don't give a fuck. Here. Okay. And then he goes, um, I need to, I need a private toilet because I can't pee in front of people because I have a urinary stress disorder. You can piss your Excuse pants. me? You can fucking piss yourself for all Piss I yourself. Care. I don't give a shit. Shut the fuck up. Like, Shut fuck up. off. Like You don't deserve special treatment. Mm-hmm. You just tried to murder someone. Yep. Fuck right off this planet. Go kick fuck. rocks with sandals. Yeah. Go kick Go kick yeah. tacks with sandals. Yes. Like, go step on a Lego. What the fuck yes, is wrong with exactly. you? Yes, <laughs> exactly. Like, so he... Him? Obviously the cops were like, <laughs> fuck no, fuck yeah, you. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, shut the fuck up. Exactly. No. So he got denied, obviously. Good. So then he proceeded to plead guilty to the charges he was facing. So he ended up actually getting released on bail uh, and was placed on house arrest. Okay. However, right before the trial, um, a 911 operator gets a call from S- Sam Shelton's mom. It's like, I need EMS. I need EMS and police to my house right away. 
um, mm. my son tried to commit suicide. Oh my god. I wish fucking limp dick. I wish y'all could see the how hard Tay just rolled her eyes. Oh my god. Like, I'm surprised you didn't give yourself a headache. Yeah. Like they were just face the consequences for your actions. Mm -hmm. Fuck's sake. So apparently he took an entire bottle of pills along with a bunch of alcohol. And he before doing so, apparently he plastered the words do not resuscitate on his chest. As if that's a DNR. (laughs) Like this motherfucker was like, Don't don't do this. Don't (laughs) resuscitate me. Okay. So, as if he'd be so fucking lucky. So, obviously, the no. paramedics, paramedics didn't listen to him and were like, no, this no, motherfucker's got to get No, this isn't a DNR. Get, no. This is just no. this, this is a sh- This is a limp dick trying to get out of a crime. Mm-hmm. So, they revived him. And when he woke up, he became irate and tried punching the paramedics. <laughs> he was like, he's like, he was like, fuck you. I'm a whistler. I'm Shin Chojin. I'm a whistler. I'm going to punch you. Fuck you. And he's so fucked up as he's trying to do it. So then he arrived, uh, he arrived at the hospital. He apparently kicked a nurse and proceeded you. to, sl- and proceeded to throw racial slurs at her. Yep. I really hope she just like strapped him in and then just like gave him like fucking salt water for like no right? reason. Oh my God. Like, like when, you went, when you go to the nurse, at least in my elementary school, when you go to nurse with a sick throat, they'd be like, swish with warm salt water. Yeah. <sighs> like that was the worst. Oh. Like literally, like I the hope. worst thing in the world. I hope they did that. Like, and I hope Something. it was, and I hope it was that water that like, like our tap water, like city water. Yes. That was city water. And that it was way too hot. It was not lukewarm. <laughs> it was like genuinely burning. asshole mm-hmm. that literally like he almost just tried to kill a child that he was grooming and had sex with because he's a fucking asshole and mm-hmm. a predator and then he's over here like i'm gonna kick this woman whose literal job is to fucking medically help me mm-hmm. racial hey. slurs like fuck you sam shelton fuck you okay so um Sorry, mr whistler <laughs> So, due to him, due to the attempt of him taking his life, his his lawyer was like, "We need to see if he's fit to stand trial. If he's yeah, mentally competent, he's not mentally competent. He just kicked the nurse." <laughs> I was like, "I think he's just an asshole. I think it's fucking fine." So obviously, he was fit to stand trial because he's yeah, an idiot. He's just a dick. Yeah. So, um, and the prosecutors then were like, "Oh, so you tried to kill yourself?" Guess what? This motherfucker was trying to gain sympathy from the jury. Yes. Fuck you. Like, Fuck and you. they used it against you know him. You wanted, you tried to harm yourself? Why don't you go to isolation? Exactly. So then, not soon after the trial began, Ashley's family signed off on a plea deal that would spare her from having to testify because she was still in recovery. Yeah. This happened probably about a year after her thing. And, and she this is very traumatic. Yeah. Um, so he was then, this, in this sentence, made me very upset. Uh-oh. Uh, he was sentenced to 20 years in prison. And is, slated, and is slated to be eligible for parole in April of 2024. So less than two years he's okay, eligible so for parole. Okay, so he can eat shit and we all need to, like, be prepared yeah. in 2024 to be like, this fucker ain't coming out. This motherfucker planned this, basically. That mm-hmm. it was like, oh, yeah, I had sex with a teenager that I had been grooming. Yep. Maybe she was going to tell people we were together. Maybe she was going to tell on me. So I tried to fucking murder her horrifically, mm-hmm. but didn't succeed because I'm a piece of garbage in every yep. fucking way. And, and it, she's the baddest bitch. Mm-hmm. And just, like, is a fighter. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I feel like we've... I, I, know, I know Morbid's yeah. definitely brought up, and we've talked about before, like, 
attempted murder should be just as bad as murder yes, like you, you had every trying. intention to kill that person yes, you just didn't succeed exactly and like you were You're still a danger exactly like and honestly if he wouldn't have confessed when he did mm -hmm. it would have been a murder charge it would have been a murder not an attempted murder it would have died by the elements and like he has every likelihood of doing this again yep he mm -hmm. was harming people who were trying to assist him medically mm -hmm. god forbid he could have harmed his own mom in mm -hmm. that moment exactly like this man exactly. clearly, this man clearly doesn't understand the consequences of his actions or what mm -hmm. he did was fucked up. He went and partied afterwards. Yeah. He is a danger to all it's of like society. It's like when he tried to kill himself or like when he got arrested, he's like, oh, isn't the consequences of my own actions? actions. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Of course. This man is a danger to everybody. He mm -hmm. should never be allowed out. Yeah. So currently Sam Shelton is still in prison, thankfully. Um, but so the big thing is like, you know, where is Ashley today? How mm -hmm. is she doing? Thankfully, Ashley made a full recovery. Like, mm -hmm. she is, when I say normal, like, obviously, there's probably, yeah. like, neck pain when it gets cold yeah. out, this, that, and the other, whatever. Absolutely. And but, trauma. Yeah, but fully physically recovered. Full physical recovery, which is Amazing. fucking shocking and insane. Yeah. Like, this woman is such a badass. Like, yeah. she recovered fully. So... You said that, like, when he was strangled her, she couldn't fight back because she was paralyzed. Mm -hmm. That was only a temporary paralysis, mm -hmm. so she's completely yep. mobile. Yep. Oh, that's amazing. Yep, completely mobile. And don't get me wrong, it was a rough road. Like, yes. it was, oh, her, yeah. Like, her sister said that it took a long time for Ashley to become somewhat normal, quote-unquote. And she not only had to learn how to, to walk, but also how to talk, swallow, live yeah. by herself, feed herself, yeah. all that type of stuff. And the worst part is she, um, she doesn't even remember what happened. She didn't know what happened. Like she had no idea so that that happened. She had to tell her. Yeah, she had. Someone had to tell her what happened to her. Yeah, that this person that you thought you were in love with and that groomed you mm -hmm. and I, I also I think it's upsetting that there isn't more information known out there because I would love to know mm -hmm. what ploys he did to mm -hmm. get to this poor girl mm -hmm. because absolutely, although like I don't want to take away any of her own privacy, mm -hmm. but I really, really want people to understand what these people do mm -hmm. or say yeah. to get to these places mm -hmm. with children yeah. or their victims yep. in general. Mm -hmm. Because I think it's very important for people to understand what grooming looks like mm -hmm. and the language that is there mm -hmm. and like the manipulation that you can see. Like I, I think I've mentioned it before on a previous episode when talking about my own DV experiences, I, looking back, and remembering like the things my abuser said mm -hmm. to me when we were first dating and like the red flags that were there mm -hmm. and that were present that I just kept ignoring and like the way this person talked to me was 100% like glaringly obvious that this person was grooming and yep. was trying to yep. eventually make abuse happen. Yep. And I and I've, I have a similar experience with one of my abusers with yeah. um mm -hmm. uh, she was we, yeah. we met when I was 17 and mm -hmm. she was 20 24 my wow. age. So, and we met and we started dating a month after I turned 18. That's So it's, it was, yeah, very obvious, like, yeah. like I, looking back on it, you can be like, oh, damn, like, yeah, all this, this shit person. that, exactly, yeah. yeah. Ashley completely recovered. Yeah, so she's, she's fully you know, physically recovered. Yep. So she graduated from high school the following year. Yeah. Um, today she works as a caregiver. She has two children and she lives in the same hometown she was raised in. And that was, like, always her dream was to raise her yeah. kids in her hometown. She actually volunteered at a violence prevention center as well. And what really, like, warmed my heart, like, was that I found out that she's still friends with the cops who found her in the woods. Oh, she's still friends with them. She considers so them, like, family. And she is, st like, she, yeah. in the interview, she's like, I'm so thankful that they're still in my life. 
because they were the ones who saved her. Yeah. Like, and they, the, the cops who found her in the woods were the ones, they were stood by her the entire fucking time. Yeah. So it just, like, it warmed my heart. Warmed I my really fucking heart. That, and I'm sure that they're probably going to, too. These officers probably are going to have a lot to say yep. to the parole board. Mm -hmm. And I will love that, that parade of people coming mm -hmm. in and being like, no. Mm -hmm. Fuck you, no. This person mm -hmm. does not deserve a chance yep. at freedom mm -hmm. for shit. Yep. And I 100% have a good feeling that if this man was ever paroled or released, mm -hmm. these cops would make sure that it is known that mm -hmm. there is eyes on him always. It'd be like how the cops were with John Wayne Gacy. How they were like yes. just constantly following him around, waiting yeah. for a slip up. That's what they, I, I hope. I 100% hope Sam that. Shelton. I like... Yes, I am a person who very much believes in restorative justice and believe that, like, depending on the crime, there are certain crimes that a person can be re rehabilitated. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to sit here right now and try to say, like, oh, yeah, like, follow around your local person who mm -hmm. experienced substance use disorders yeah. and went to jail because of it or mm -hmm. things like that. No, I think they can recover. I think someone who steals cars can recover. Yeah. Domestic abusers, rapists. Yep. No. The yep. child molesters, no, there's no recovery for that. And if they mm -hmm. are ever out, make their life hell. I agree. And I'm I fine agree. with that. I agree. Mm -hmm. So I kind of want to talk a little bit about the, about the Lifetime movie that um, Aaron actually recommended. So I decided to watch it. If anyone wants to watch it, it's it's pretty good. It's, okay. there's, there's a lot of inaccuracies, I believe. But also, like, I feel like that was done for a reason. It's a very yeah. graphic case. Yeah. Also, like, I'm not sure if Ashley was ever involved in the in the, in the the making mm -hmm. of the movie, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I did rent. You can rent on Amazon Prime. It was only, like, two or three bucks to rent. It was pretty good. Okay. It was about an hour and 45 minutes long. Right. Um, first thing I noticed was that the actor didn't look anything like Ashley. Okay. Look, nothing like her, okay. and it was and something about Ashley. Yeah. It's 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 very noticeable about her. She has um, I don't want to say buck teeth. I feel like that's a that's a negative connotation to it, but yeah. has very large front teeth with a big space between it. Okay, so she and has even a, as an adult, gorgeous prominent teeth, and yes. she has like a tooth gap. Exactly, that's very so cute. Pro I very love, prominent. I actually really love tooth yeah. gaps. Yeah, so very prominent, but the actress did not have that. And that was the first thing I noticed about Ashley yeah. was her tooth gap. Mm -hmm. um, another thing I noticed was that they changed the name of her boyfriend Jeremy to Danny. Okay. Which was weird. And they yeah, made him old, like two years older than her, which is false because he was the same age as her. Yeah. Which is fucking weird. Okay. Um, and also weird went, choices, I don't know. Yeah. And it went more into detail about her recovery, which I, I mean, I don't blame them, than it did about like, you know, how yeah. the relationship was. They also made it out to seem like the relationship wasn't just a single, they, they made it out to seem like the relationship was a single time they hooked up and then she tried mm -hmm. to end the relationship. But in reality, it wasn't. Like, it was an ongoing thing. Yeah. So they, I don't think they did a very good job of portraying how she was groomed. Like, the certain, yes. th certain things that he said, like, I mentioned, like, mm -hmm. part, of the, part of the movie was how he, when he was on house arrest, he immediately called another girl and was like, oh, why don't you come over? And something he said to Ashley and to her was like, yeah. oh, like, like he, he, said, he said to Ashley, like, in the movie, oh, you're, like, I... It's so, like, we can play basketball by ourselves. Like, you're special. It's fine. I want to spend time with you. Yeah. And when he called this other girl, he was like, you're the first person I called you, the first person I thought of because you're special. Yeah. So it was, they did a good part in that, but the, I don't think, they did a good part in some aspects of showing the grooming, but I okay. don't think they did it in other aspects. Yeah. Because, like, that's also one thing that I really want to make sure that people also understand with, like, especially with Ashley, she is not a bad person mm -hmm. for, in... Technically, what she was she was doing wasn't cheating because she was being groomed and abused by mm -hmm. an older person who was supposed to be a a person of power in her mm -hmm. life. She was being yep. manipulated and abused mm -hmm. and groomed. It's not the same thing. She didn't actively choose 
really, in a yeah. sense, to cheat on a person because she was being yep. manipulated about yep. all these things. As well as, like, even though Jeremy was a really good boyfriend and was a really good person, was really good to her, that doesn't stop mm-hmm. or keep from abuse from happening. Just mm-hmm. because you have this great option there doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you are you have enough of a safety net from an yeah. abusive person. Because they yeah. make it very... They basically twist everything around and mm-hmm. make you convinced that there is no safety net and that they're perfect. Yep. Yep. And something else that um, I I didn't really, I wasn't a huge fan of, and maybe it's just because it's a Lifetime movie, but they didn't mm-hmm. mention the manual strangulation before and after he used the belt on her. Okay. They did vividly show him strangling her with the belt and putting his mm-hmm. foot on her back, but they didn't mention the manual strangulation. And okay. I feel like that kind of really bothered me because um, I feel like it needed to be said, like, what what happened you know what Absolutely. I mean and they also didn't mention her broken neck like they 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 mentioned the loud pop showed her going limp and showed okay. her recovering however they never mentioned that it was the broken neck is why she was paralyzed okay. they also like they showed her relearning everything but they never met, sort of mentioned it and something else they didn't really do right was that when they brought her to the hospital which is the first like 20 minutes of the episode or the the, the movie mm-hmm. they say like the doctor's like oh I'm not sure if she'll ever wake up like this that and the other but they put her in a medically induced coma. Yeah. So, so they would know, like, they could... She was, oh, she was, res- like... Responsive. Ba- yeah. Like, responsible, but barely. But she was responsive. Like, they put her in the coma. They put yes, her in the coma. So that she could heal. They Like, she didn't go into that by herself. No. So it was a little bit, little, little bit of the differences that I noticed. Um, yeah. You know, it was, it, was, it was good overall. Like, I think it was, you know, if I hadn't researched the case, I'd probably been like, oh, wow. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. But the fact that they went into such detail about the belt, the the, the ligature yeah. strangulation, I was very happy about that. And okay. it was very, they, they didn't really, it was a really interesting way they did it when they would, it show Ashley, like, walking on the treadmill, like, recovering. And mm-hmm. then it would show a flashback to what happened that night. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's how she would remember. And then all of a sudden she was sitting on, like, doing, like, a yeah. workout with her, her physical therapist. And she was like, I remember everything. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think was true. I think it was yeah. it was told to her what happened. Yeah. But, you know, it, However, you know lifetime. That like, can happen to some folks in some ways. Like, it's very interesting the things that trigger or, like, mm-hmm. I, as an adult person, still cannot go to gyms because mm-hmm. they're too traumatic for me. Mm-hmm. Like, there are just certain places yep. that, like, I, which I would love to work through that and get to mm-hmm. a place where that doesn't affect me. But, like, there, it's very interesting, like, what things, like, end up. Yep bringing back memories yep. or triggering mm-hmm. trauma memories and it's it it's different for each person and mm-hmm. it it never will fully make sense mm-hmm. if you even try to like yeah. give it a an explanation yeah so that's that's the case of ashley reeves um that's the case that aaron recommended um you know aaron i love you oh, um that, that was, was a doozy r- that was a doozy that was a rough one Whew. um i feel like i always end up doing the dv cases i feel like because I, I feel like it's i feel like it's easier for me to mm-hmm. do them because i feel like it, yeah. you get like i don't know how to describe it like i feel like it's easier for me to do the dv yeah. cases because i i don't know why i just feel like it's easier you're, you know you're more in line with it nowadays because like you see this every day i don't see this every day anymore yeah this is not what i do every day yeah what i do every day is hang out with old people yeah. and force them to have fun mm-hmm. yeah um but yeah so that's that's the ashley reeves case um i'm sorry for everyone who was traumatized i was I'm traumatized. i was traumatized by it um aaron i hope you enjoyed our uh, thoughts on it um and let us know if there were more that we should definitely yes. talk about because if ever there is an episode that 
people have more things that they want to talk about or things that they find out about, we will love to do yep. updates at any mm -hmm. time. We're as well as like we're always willing for a correction corner. If mm -hmm. we know something wrong, please let us know. Yeah, because we're you know we want to do like we always said we want our podcast is to bring the victim story to the light. Yes. Like we are bringing this these stories to the light because we don't want for what they have to, what they have went through to be for naught. You know what I mean? Yes. So if we did them an injustice by doing getting something wrong, we want to know and what we can correct it so everyone else can be aware of it as well. Absolutely. Um, you know, so with that being said, um, you know, we're going to hopefully do some more recording. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what other stuff we have planned for as of yet. I don't know when this episode's being released. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, for if you want to keep up on all, all of our shenanigans, all of our bullshit, um, mm -hmm. you can follow us on Instagram at Figures in the Dark. You can follow us on Twitter at Figures in the Dark, but dark spelled D-R-K. You can like us on Facebook, share the page, comment on it, sub uh, subscribe to the page at Figures in the Dark. You can email us. You can send us case suggestions, constructive criticism. Um, let us know how... Your ghosty stories. Your ghosty stories, your true crime stories. Let us know how annoying it was that my cat just jumped onto the <laughs> near the mic because you'll yeah. hear it um, at... Figures in the dark podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, Google Music, Amazon Podcast, or Amazon Music, Google Podcast, where the fuck it's called. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so with that being said, um, thank you guys for listening. And as always, beware of the figures in the dark. All right. Do, bye. Do, do, do. <laughs>